Hello, and on a 10 a.m. at least over here, I am joined by the publicist for After Six. Me oh, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's the thing is sometimes I'm just not used to Zoom for some reason. It minimized you. But oh, uh, okay. Gernicia Williams? Gernica. Gernica Williams. Sorry. Sorry about that's that. That's all right, Gernica. Gernica. That's all right. It's Gernica. Yeah. You know, I also have to apologize because I remember just a few weeks ago, like, you called me in confusion. Like, who are you? What is this about? <laughs> and I totally apologize because uh, when I saw the call, I thought it was spamless because it does this thing where it gives me unknown caller caller ID. So oh. I have no idea whether or not a person that I've not, or not called is right. an actual person or if it's trying to get me into all this stuff but i get it yeah. i totally get it i do the same, <laughs> same thing so yeah and you know what it's interesting because that is also your your job and not not to scam people but to be a publicist so you probably have uh you know talked about you know the how do you approach yourself to someone uh and, and you know how to sell your your prop or whatever you're trying to sell and not come off as someone just looking to get money or anything but i mean that's basically right. your main job is being a publicist which is a really cool thing to have and uh i mean first of all like what got you wanting to being a publicist out of anything else um well i um went to howard university and graduated from howard university with um a degree in theater. Went on to attend American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York. And then um, I was also a teacher. And so I did a lot of, you know, editing of their papers, teaching them how to write. And it just, and working for Johns Hopkins University, editing and writing curriculum for them, it just basically moved me, all those experiences moved me into um, public relations. I was asked um, from a total stranger to represent um, Tia Norfleet, who is a um, driver who was licensed by NASCAR. And um, I worked for that agency for about two years after I got out of teaching. And that's how all of that happened. I found out that I was good at it. And I was just like, hmm, maybe I should consider um, doing this on my own, working for myself. Um, and then, you know, after that experience, um, someone else recommended me to Donald Lawson, who is a captain and sailor, first African-American um, who desires to sail around the world. He asked me to do his public relations. So from there, from after T and Norfleet, it just, things began to take off. And I noticed that this is my thing. You're really good at it. You need to go for it. So I decided to go for it. And then from there, it explored, I mean, it, it um, expanded into other things that are related to, you know, my degree. So my degree got me started, basically. All right. And regarding your role in public relationships, is it for anything in specific or just whenever someone needs a PR agent? Like, how does your... Does the the role you work in, as even as you said, doing it uh, independently, uh, are there specific like creative uh, or professions that you focus on, or is it just whenever someone needs an agent? 
Um, it's really whenever someone needs an agent. However, before I take on a client, I have to consider, um, am I able to work with the client? Is the, I have to see the bigger picture of the project. Is the project going to benefit others? That's my first um, thought. How will this bring value to others? Um, so that's how I choose my clients. I choose my clients based on how can their brand serve others? Because for me, it's all about service first. Now, I'm going to bring up some or a really cool person who, I mean, hopefully I get time with on a future recording, but Danielle Jack or Danielle uh, Byron Jackson, I think, but she is also a publicist uh, in Tampa, Florida, or why did I say Tampa? No, Florida, uh, and who is also a black woman. But the reason I bring that up is because there was one little video she made that was really interesting, and that is the issues that black businesses have on trying to make themselves be appealing to people who are of non-color. I mean, this is something that I, you know, maybe on, on reflection, I could, I think I have seen someone act this way, but it was something where I was still like, okay, that's a little immature, but I mean, according on that video, there are black businesses out there or black creatives who have trouble or you know any creative of different color or even sexuality or whatever they have trouble getting themselves out there because there are white people who look at them like well i'm not black so i shouldn't go to this restaurant or buy this product or anything has have you experienced anything similar to that where uh you know there's been that sort of conflict just based on skin color? Um, I haven't had any conflict. Um, at, you know, I haven't had any conflict regarding that. However, I do think that people connect with people based on how they identify with that particular company or organization. I think a lot of times that people outside of of, of African-Americans do not consider an African-American company because they possibly cannot identify with, you know, there has to be some, I guess they have to find some similarity or reasons as to why they should, you know, use that company to represent them. And I think that is the issue. They just don't see the bigger picture. We're not given a chance by those outside of our race. Sometimes. So in that regard, like, what do you think is the solution to, I mean, besides the obvious, but I mean, if the obvious cannot be solved, like what, what do you think for black businesses to get themselves noticed by white, uh, individuals who may or, or may have that sort of attitude is that like, is there a way to change their, uh, perspective or, I mean, I, I don't know, is if that if that conflict ever were to come your way, like how would you think of solution or as a solution to that? Um, I I really don't know the solution because I have my views on that. Um, where um some companies it's best to serve um their people yeah. because our people the African American community is underrepresented. 
in, you know, the area of, of media and, you know, the best persons to tell our story is our people, yeah. our community. So that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. I'm open to everyone. But as far as proving myself, I don't have to prove myself to anyone outside of my, you know, my race. That's just not, you know, something that I'm going to do if they look at me good. If they don't, it must not be meant to be. So, yeah, I mean, I bring this up because, of course, me and other times are in and and that uh, I mean, I grew up with a multicultural friendship with uh you know people different skin colors and even sexuality and i have never been okay with racism and i and even regarding that when i when i basically heard from it or just heard, uh, heard that video i was like that's just kind of a weird thing to do because i have gone to plenty of businesses owned by black people by asians and there was never that thought of me that goes that went like oh my gosh it's a it's owned by people with a different skin color i should feel differently or i should be disregard of it i just feel okay there's some more cool people selling things and i've heard from some independent businesses say that some areas they actually get looked down upon by their color and all this crud that we're trying to work towards change and it's unfortunately it's really sad that it's taking this long for change but Yes. My hope is that the same way with how women finally rebelled against people like Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby, that we could see something for that with black people who have been treated unfairly by authorities, by our government, and... You know, it's an ongoing battle, but I'm hoping that I I don't know. It's I'm hoping that some that if racism can't go away, then it's controlled or minimalized. But that's yeah. a very that's a a thing that we just don't really know if it can go away because there's just that right. those people who want to stick to old history. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. But on the bright side, though, going to your website here, you on your projects, you have some featured ones, and the first one being the celebrating the story from Verizon. Uh, yeah. That's really cool. So you, one of your agents, uh, happened to do something for Verizon. Like, what is what was kind of the experience to be work for these big companies on something, or at least work with one of your clients who happens to be doing something for someone as big as Verizon? Oh, it was a great experience. Um, I wasn't there for that experience. However, I did, um, I was made aware of everything. It was a long time ago. I forget 2012 possibly, or between 2010 and 2012 when when that happened. But that was a great opportunity. Um, I think it was a great start for my public relations resume. And actually that was one of my sample works that, you know, helped me, you know, towards my portfolio for grad school. After that, in 2015, I ended up going back to grad school and um, had that for my portfolio. So that was a great experience. Um, Out of that experience with Verizon, I did get a chance to go with Tia to the Essence Fest. And she was acknowledged there in front of thousands and thousands of people regarding the work that she was beginning to do so 
That's that, really cool. That was a great experience because she got an award for um for that. Yeah, thanks thanks to your help, I bet. And I, yeah. I have, has there been any other uh, at least bigger tier? I wouldn't say bigger tier, but any of those big com- other big companies that you've done a uh, or at least one of your clients they've been involved with, or is it? Just Verizon. Well, actually, Black Enterprise, Donald Lawson, first African-American um, who desires to sail around the world solo. Um, he's a former client as well. I'm kind of, you know, still friends with him. And, you know, it takes money to purchase a big trimaran. So um, I'm sure I'll be working with them again. We keep in touch. But I got him on um, Black Enterprises, Our World. Um, it used to come on television on Sunday, and um, they did a piece on him. So that was a great experience. Um, we shot all day in Baltimore, down at the Inner Harbor on the water. Got to go out on the boat. That was a great experience as his PR person at the time. That opportunity, again, was a great piece to put on the resume as well. Um, because it, you know, it set me up for my now, my future, my present, you know, clients want to see can I trust you to you know really put me out there on platforms that are well known so you know that that being posted on that website on my website has enabled people to trust and say oh she can do something she could possibly do something but it all depends on um where the brand wants to go with it you know what their cause is yeah i mean that we mentioned that as the first one but you have two other examples being the tour champions in nigeria and then the uh change the narrative okay which yes uh, Yes. um so the tour champions that is based in um africa i was working with um a mayor for 20 years and he also found me as well out of the blue he found me and asked if i wanted to be a part of the tour champion and the tour champions that consist of former heavyweight boxers champions of the world going over to parts of africa to um promote boxing health and other things amongst children and others in africa that aspire to be heavyweights that unfortunately um is still being worked upon we haven't done anything really we're still in the planning stages with that but that did you know allow again some some that a lot gave value to what i do and then the i changed the narrative started off as a project in grad school um, for me, and I'm still working on that, still building on that. Um, And it's a campaign, a social initiative that empowers black males. Um, Black males in the media are not, are looked upon negatively. So I decided, you know, after studying um, at Penn State, I decided, you know, I felt like after my research, I felt like, you know, who controls the media? who has the power to control media and i thought well you know if we want our stories to be told in truth with truth we have to tell them ourselves so that is a campaign that um is growing that i have some ideas about it's still new two or three years new so i haven't given up on that and um i'm looking forward to exploring that for the rest of this year to do some things with that despite what's going on 
Yeah, actually, that is an interesting to bring up because now with COVID-19, I bet that's thrown more challenges your way as a publicist, especially that you can't really go out to places. Or really, you shouldn't. I mean, that's another thing. Right. I woke up with some very horrible things, friends of mine, and then it was followed by ads for conventions, in-person public gatherings, large events that are happening as soon as next week here in Texas. And I wow. just like, yeah, I, I was like, Wow. And I actually, I looked on their, their site, like I was looking for their them to address COVID-19. And okay. all what I found was they'd made a post regarding the mandate. If you know okay. about in Texas, they didn't do a mandate. And hey, you gotta wear masks when you go out in public. And they yeah. talked about the mandate, but they also include all the exceptions. That, which is the problem with the mandates. There was a big list of exceptions that can actually overrule the mandate. And they were right. letting everybody know about that and saying, hey, you know what, we, we don't really have many restrictions. It's just going to go the same way as it usually does. And I, yeah, I'm like, do you guys know what's going on out there? I mean, I know there right. are people I know who turn the news off and, hey, you know what, the news isn't going to give you everything about this virus, the CDC and who will, but it's like, that you can't look at everything as just, unwanted negative negative negativity right. and some yeah. some of it is real then, yeah it is yeah. very real and unfortunately you know it slowed some people down but we're finding ways to you know finding new ways to maneuver through um doing some pr events and you know trainings and conferences through zoom and through teams so you know they, it has not been slow i'm so thankful that it has not been slow for us at after six media um and the clients that i work with well i do see that there are some ways you can still produce creative work at home and i yeah. think one thing one example that you even put out uh, actually you post on social media are the writing tips and i think that's yes. another thing that you do <laughs> Yeah, yes. which is another thing people are doing at home is they're they're writing stories or writing books. Right. So uh, yeah, what what is that about of just like doing providing this free these free tips of writers? Well, oh. because I think now people have the time to do what they're really passionate about or what they've always wanted to do, but didn't find that couldn't find the time to do it. So I think now's that time, the perfect time. I didn't think so at first. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is, you know, because people were, you know, losing money from their regular jobs. I didn't think people wanted to pay, you know, to, to you know, for me to service their writing and to survey their, their, their books. But surprisingly, people are taking the time to write. And that's a good thing. Um, yeah. This time, you know, you can look at it, people can look at it as, you know, doom and gloom, but you also have to look at this chaos as opportunities. Through the chaos, there's always going to be opportunities. So this is a fine opportunity for all of us to um, pick up so, some of those things that we're passionate about and pursue them right now because it's the perfect time. Um, you just have to find creative ways to um, pursue those passions while you're at home. Yeah, I mean, I've been doubling down on, on this podcast, especially the reason why I even contacted you because, I mean, also, again, my original way of reaching out to creatives of color that I've never met, it was very sloppy, I admit, so I went for a more simpler way 
But the real uh, purpose of this is that I see a lot of people out there who have a following. They have a platform and they're saying, hey, I'm pro uh, BLM. I'm pro all this. And okay, so what are you going to do to help support those in need? And they're like, you know what? I'm going to just shut my platform off. And, you know, I see why some might find that great. But to me, it also uh disables the 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 fact that there is a way you can uh, help others while your platform is on and that is by bringing awesome people like you to talk about the stuff you do and right. also to talk to kind of bring these things to light and that's why i've just been super motivated to doing this and have gone through like six people a week and That's awesome. yeah i mean all of them are really great some of them are actually out of the country too i mean you mentioned in africa i actually interviewed an amazing poet from zimbabwe and wow. yeah. she's a really sweet lady with great mm-hmm. talent as a writer and right. i've learned so much about africa which also makes me more mad about us in here not taking this virus seriously right uh, but right. I mean, it's not all for, you know, serious drama and, and, and politics and everything. In fact, if anything, right. I just like connecting new people because right. yeah. some people hate people. I love people, at least the ones who are doing wonderful things and have great hearts. And that's right. what I want to do is just make friends with more people and then also let other people know about them. I mean, right. awesome. I, I have only the purest intentions here not to try to get views or to try to make myself look good. It's right. not for any of that. Right. But, and, and I, uh, I also, I mean, that the reason I even bring that up is I also see people talk about, you know what, I want to also support, you know, black people on my platform, but there are some people I see who they will say they're for Black Lives Matter, they'll share a post, and then they'll unfollow that person right after. I have not s- seen that. But I don't know if any of that's happened around you or have you seen any of that? Because, I mean, Um, you being a black publicist owning your own platform, I'm sure there might have been some spike concerning the rise of Black Lives Matter. Maybe it hasn't. I have seen it um, on other people's platforms. Yeah. I have not seen it on mine. And I think because I can't. In my mind, I can't let that deter me. If people unfollow, I, I don't get that cancel culture, no. but that's okay um, if that's what they want to do. However, um, you know, you just have to keep it moving. If it wasn't meant to be, what can you do? Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's fine. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. This is probably the best time to exercise your creative strengths, especially that, you know, a lot of people have lost jobs and right yeah. now jobs are not great. Uh, right. I have friends who keep telling me, no, there are plenty of jobs out there. And then they come back and go like, yeah, but I'm having trouble finding one. And I'm like, right. Yeah. That, yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. When this all first started, I, I saw on Facebook in these groups, these writing groups that I, that I'm in, I'm, I'm seeing, I saw that you know a lot of people were writing um they were picking up the pen writing because they weren't going to work they had the time at home and um i saw all this giving on twitter you know you know people with you know that are able to give um as far as you know because people were losing their jobs 
I saw that they were giving, so I wanted to give, and I had posted randomly. I said, I don't have the finances to give. However, I can take my gift and sow it to you know someone. And I decided, and I posted on Facebook, I said, on my After Six Media page, and I said, you know, I will be willing to edit four books for free. No one budged except for one person. And they were like, I want all of them. And I said, no, I can't do that. You're my friend. I, I, these are two randoms. So it didn't come along right away. And so I said, okay, well, I just was obedient. I posted it. I can't, you know, I can't help that if they didn't take me up on the offer. So I got some work from a couple of friends and, you know, people, you know, in my network that know what I do. Um, they reached out to me and, you know, solicited my services. And then all of a sudden in the writing groups, as I began to participate more, um, I ended up finding four people to sew because they were inquiring about my services. And I just said, I'll just do it. So, yeah. And, and, know, I, we, and actually regarding, I mean, cause of being in uh, PR, you probably know a lot regarding advertising. And another thing that people try doing, even I try doing is to post whatever we have in a whatever I mean if you on the case of books we put it on Amazon they could buy the digital copy or the physical copy or you know if I want to use my example uploading a podcast I uh -huh. will share the link I have a Facebook page Facebook slash Ponspress and I would share uh -huh. it to groups that relate to the person I'm talking to or the whatever the thing that we're uploading and I would look for Facebook groups. And there are these Facebook groups about promoting things. Like, okay. how effective do you think, you know, the hashtags on Twitter or the Facebook groups are for getting your work out there regarding, you know, promotional material? I think that they are effective. People may think that they're not effective. However, I think someone out there is looking at the hashtag. So I do, I say... Use the hashtags to your advantage. What can it hurt? It cannot hurt anything. You never know who is gonna click on that hashtag. We have a lot of time on our hands right now. Even I've been clicking to, you know, on the hashtags because I wanna know who's writing what or who's doing what so eventually I can connect. So that's how I know how to connect with them and do some networking or maybe learn from them. So these hashtags, you know, people sleep on the hashtag. Don't, I would say don't sleep on the hashtags because they are valuable. They're a little bit valuable, more valuable, let me say that, on I think IG and Facebook. Um, I'm not too sure about Twitter just yet. On my personal page, I don't use the hashtags, but on my business page, I do use the hashtags. And um, I'm finding that, you know, it's, it's moving things. It's moving things. More people are now, you know, beginning to um, connect with me um, on Twitter. I don't use my Twitter page too much, but I'm getting better. Um, so use your hashtags. Don't go overboard with it, but use them. And use them as your, use a couple for the main groups that you want to attract, I would say. Okay, so when you said that regarding don't go overboard and use only a couple, so that might be the reason why some people sleep on hashtags is they don't know, okay, what's the right way to use them on right. Twitter or Facebook or whatever. So, I mean, what to you would be the best way to incorporate uh, hashtags and the ones that you, you think could 
gain the most attention, which I'm sure a lot of it is luck, but yeah. Well, for example, on Instagram, even though they, they give you, you're allowed to use 30 hashtags, your particular post may get lost. So I wouldn't say utilize 30 hashtags. Only about five to seven. Sometimes I used to go overboard and use all 30, but I decided that I think that my post would get lost um, over a hashtag that has over a 30.1 million usage. Your work gets lost, in my opinion. So I would, I would just say, use those five to seven popular hashtags that really relate to your particular post. Yeah, so do you think the same with Instagram would be with Facebook or Twitter? Because I, I think Twitter, out of all three of these platforms, Twitter is the one that where hashtags are the most important. Uh, I do too. Yeah. I do too, but again, that that I think that it gets lost. Twitter is, I mean, not Twitter. Instagram is just so, so huge that um it's possible just it, it's in my head that it posts could get lost um but as far as facebook is concerned i think that it's a facebook is a little more personal for people um so that the, those hashtags I, I i just i don't know people don't know how to really use hashtags i think um on the face in the facebook world um just my opinion, but no, I totally get it. I mean, we hashtags are definitely a thing to, to try to work around, and and any platform. I mean, we talk about those three, but I mean, there's other platforms. There's Pinterest, uh, TikTok is getting popular with people. Uh, LinkedIn. I mean, a lot of people I know they don't log in LinkedIn. It's kind of. I mean, I yeah. hear LinkedIn is also important, which I mean, I I get it, but I. I it's weird that I, I talk to a lot of creatives and they tell me that they don't even turn on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't turn on LinkedIn. However, I do use it to find people. It was helpful for me back in the day. I, I can say that in 2010 to 2014, 15, 14, it was useful for me because I did. That's how I found um, the producer for Black Enterprise at the time to do the story on my client Donald. So I will say it is helpful. It's just so much. I have other ways to, to find people now um, through other networks um, instead of using LinkedIn. LinkedIn to me it's a little bit stuffy. Um, you know, I don't know. It's very business-like. It's, I don't know if it's I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't prefer. It. No, I I get it too. Like I tried to get on LinkedIn, and it's not really been too helpful for me. So I, I mean, maybe in some ways it, it can be, but it's mm-hmm. I guess depending on what you're doing, it may or right. may not really lead to anything. But right. Yeah. So those three platforms. I mean, there's there's so many. I mean, right. if I even want to mention them all, Tumblr and and blog right. blogs post. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Right. But, or, or if you were to make your own website, that's another thing. If you were to make your own free website, mm-hmm. say Wix.com or WordPress, yeah. do you have anything regarding hashtags on those or is it the same thing as you would prefer on Instagram? Because hashtags um, are everywhere. 
Yeah, hashtags are everywhere. Um, I don't use hashtags for, you know, the website or anything like that. When I did use WordPress, I did use um, the SEOs. So that was helpful on there. Um, but website, no, I don't, I don't think, I'm not too sure. I guess that, that, let me just say, that is not my lane yeah. as far as putting hashtags on the website. I would have to really look that up and do do research. Yeah, but I mean, that, I mean, you're kind of big into promoting things as uh, PR, and I, yeah. I bet hashtags are a big thing. But what are what are some other important things? I mean, if you want to educate the newcomers who don't know enough about uh, public relations, like what are probably some other things, some tips to try to get yourself out there besides the obvious hashtags and everything. Um, you know, first of all, a lot of people, I don't think, know the role of a public relations yeah. specialist. Um, I think that they need to research, you know, how to go about getting one, what does one do, um, and just go from there. Public relations specialists are needed for certain brands, certain kinds of brands, if they're looking to go to the next level. I don't think that people who have brands understand how a public relations person can help them go to the next level. A lot of times for these bigger um, organizations, bigger social platforms, organizations want to hear from a representative first before they hear from the person that's actually created, who's created their own brand. So that is very important. Also, I think that knowing how to promote your own brand is very important. People need to do their research. It's more than, you know, let's take a clothing line, for instance. Yes, you have a lot of people buying your clothes, your sweatshirts, your t-shirts, but there has to be more to it than that. And this is where a public relations specialist comes in, taking, helping to take their story to the next level. There has to be a story behind selling your t-shirt or selling your clothing brand. What is the story? It has to be more to it, in my opinion, more to it than posting everyone wearing your clothes. And a lot of times I find that that's missing from people's brands. Story is very important and many do not understand that that's how people resonate, resonate with other people's brands is through story that's a big piece in all that we do story is very important that's the backbone to every brand now you say like in my opinion a lot are you do you experience people like disagree with your views or anything um no i'm just you know just yeah. this is my thoughts so yeah. i have to say sometimes in my opinion because you know of course whoever's going to listen to this well, that's not true, and I don't think that. But this is—I'm just speaking from my my opinion on on certain things. Yeah, that I really feel strongly about. No, I, I don't want to go back to the you know the social media hashtag. I'm not talking about the social media hashtags, but one actually scenario that I'm gonna throw at you: say someone has a big following on uh, let, let's say Instagram. They've got like almost a hundred thousand subscribers or no followers 
and on Facebook they have maybe they have maybe a couple thousand and then on YouTube they have like maybe 20 but yet they're active on YouTube just as they are for Instagram and Facebook I've talked to some creatives where they've had some platforms or they've had a huge following and then other platforms or they've had almost no following uh, what would I mean what kind of thing would you say regarding that what the problem might be and like how do you even go about that i would say i would recommend to master one platform at a time yeah build your platform in one place first master that then grow your following you can move your um your pursuit of mastery to another platform so that way you get some followers here, different, you might get a group of different followers here, Instagram, and then you can begin to, you know, you have a whole new group of followers on Facebook, most likely your family, your family will tell who they know, which will get them to join in on Facebook because they've heard about, you know, you on Facebook. So master one platform at a time. Yeah, I mean, that is really, uh, I mean, the other thing is I've seen it. And I mean, if we want to even take WordPress again, there are sites or places where people would post on one platform. They do that thing where you can actually share your post on another platform. Like even Instagram, for example, if you want to post something, you can actually share it to Twitter. Right. How effective is doing that of posting on one platform and then just pressing the share and just copying it over to, or I mean like having it automatically copy itself over to whatever. Yeah. I've done that. However, I'm switching some things up right now. Um, You have to be able to, I'm learning for my own self. Um, I don't do my clients like this, but I just had to stop and think if I don't do it for my clients, don't do it for myself. So here's what I would recommend. I would recommend taking one file that you may have that you may want to share and breaking that up and posting them in different places at different times because your followers are different. Your audience is different on each platform. So, and you also, I mean, it's okay to do. However, you have to interact with your people on Twitter, with your followers on Instagram and your followers on Facebook or TikTok or whatever the platform is. So that is most important that you network with all of these different platforms and the and your audience. It's okay if you want to post, you know, what what goes to Instagram goes to Twitter. It's okay, but you have to do more than that. So yeah. I would say do that. That I mean make your make your um your work speak in different ways on different platforms yeah i think what you're bringing lady is just really amazing information i mean whether you say it's your opinion i mean this is very this is very helpful and insightful info for even me who's trying to get myself out there i mean what you're saying is just right. really interesting and I, I think this is great what you do. All right, now that actually brings me to the last at least the last main thing i did notice you do radio and yes. podcasts like what is that about That is um, my content creative side, another side of me. Um, And that's where that Howard University theater degree comes in again. Um, I'm a producer. I produce um, radio shows, mental health show, radio show, um, an everyday conversation um, called Question of the Day that relates to the community in Baltimore, that show, 
and um, Married to Hip Hop, Not the Drama with Tracy Lee. Um, that is a podcast and show that focuses on education and hip hop. And it's different. It's educating our community on different subjects using um, utilizing hip hop. And what my role is to come up with different shows, invite the guests to, onto the shows, make sure technical um, technical issues are taken care of, along with a team of other producers. Um, and that those three experiences have been great experiences. I co-hosted on one of the shows, Question of the Day. That was a wonderful experience. Um, so um, I really enjoy coming up with the shows because it's something different. It's something that we don't hear. I think of out the, to me, out the box um, subjects. And it's another way for me to be creative as well as doing um, the TV piece as well, coming up with, for, um, coming up with content for television. So those are opportunities that, you know, just have been amazing, amazing opportunities for me. Is that something you're currently doing or like just something you did for a while and then? Um, well, two of the shows I've done for a while, but um, we're still doing one of the shows. However, we are taking a break right now because it is Married to Hip Hop, Not the Drama. It's a podcast and a, t- and a show. Um, of course, because it's um, it's about 10 of us and we, feel, we shoot in a studio, we're not able to, because of the quarantine, um, we're not able to get out and do it how we normally do it. So we're bringing that back as soon as all of this calms down. And I am also working on um, an idea for myself as far as I change the narrative. So I'm working that out right now. Now, regarding that of, hey, uh, we had 10 people, we can't do it because everything's in the studio. Well, do you have that plan B where you could, I mean, this is what some other people have done. Uh, There's a podcast that you actually used to, uh, or SCNS Live, they normally film in a studio with everybody together. So what they're doing is they're having to do a plan B. They brought their equipment to their houses and having it to continue through Zoom. Do you think that would still work for you? Or is there like a specific vibe of doing it in person uh, with 10 people around? It is a different feeling in person. Yeah. Um, However, some of our guests, because of the caliber of guests that we have on there, um, we've had to Zoom our guests into the show. However, our host, the way our formula works, it works better if it's in person. There's another show that I'm working on now that goes up bi-weekly on Instagram, IGTV. Um, it's called The Dopealicious. Um, we do that, you know, through Instagram, like I said. And it, it just, it's a different experience. But with the um, Married to Hip Hop, Not the Drama, it's a better um, fusion when we're in person, I think, for that particular show. Yeah. No, I see. I mean, it's not an easy thing to try to move. No. I mean, that's why a lot of these businesses close down because they haven't found a way to adapt. Now, there is right. cer- there are certain industries that have n- at least not suffered too much. They've had those delays because of COVID-19, but specifically like in the animation department. If you're you know doing anime, TV shows, movies, mm-hmm. games they've been i mean i think that's the industry that's had the least bad experience with the transition of trying to work from home and i think what happens is 
maybe they don't have everything with them, but they're able to kind of carry this work that they've done to their houses and still keep going. And yeah, with podcasting, I mean, you'd figure that, yeah, you're just talking through with mic equipment, so why not? But I mean, I get that. People like looking at each other. And I, I mean, I do my podcast with people through Skype. That's just because I live out in the middle of nowhere. I'm a little distant from them. Right. But I totally see there's some really exciting feeling of just being with someone in person. I mean, just in general, even if it's not for podcasting. That's why a lot of us miss hanging out with people. And that's why some of us are doing dangerous things like hosting a freaking convention (laughs) next week. Anyway, uh, you are a wonderful lady. And I'm glad that you... I didn't confuse you too much and you gave me a second no no you didn't I I, that's why I had to you know ask my questions and I'm like okay I'm gonna go ahead and do it let me see what this is about. Yeah. No, no. So it's all good. No, I'm, I'm glad good. I connected with you. In fact, the, the yes. stuff that you told me, I've been talking to all of these black creatives. And, like, for example, an earlier one, uh, Mui, I can't, why am I doing that? But she is a black Muslim filmmaker. Okay. And currently she's crowdfunding for a project where she's going around the U.S. And in a way of still respecting Uh COVID-19, looking out for the black businesses or businesses of color and just trying to promote them through this little show. And, you know, she's been wanting to get that out there and get more attention on it. So, I mean, you never know if you're even looking for new clients that some of the people that I've already talked to, they're, I mean, a lot of of, uh, black creatives right now, they're trying to make the stuff that they're very passionate about be their main job. And I think it is great that you're still going with this. Even through COVID-19, there is a way to still be creative, and especially with books. And I mean, yeah. And I just think you are a wonderful person, and you're doing wonderful things right now. So. Thank you. Where do people find you? Um, they can find me um, through my website, www.after6mediallc.com. Um, IG and Facebook at after six media LLC.com. I'm at LLC. I'm sorry. Um, and it's the number six as well as on Twitter after the number six media LLC. That's how they can find me. Awesome. And this will be uploaded right after I do have a show to do in a couple hours but after I'm done recording that then I'll immediately start uploading this but here it will be uploaded onto Pondspress or I mean soundcloud.com slash Pondspress and also pitchpodcast.com courtesy of the wonderful Merlin and also on Facebook slash Pondspress Instagram slash Pondspress at Twitter ChasePond64 and I have a weekly schedule actually on uh, wordpress.com Pondspress.wordspress.com that's where I just keep track of the stuff that I'm and I also the uploads will be on there too awesome uh, and yeah, you are a great lady, and I'm just oh. blessed to be talking to your wonderful Thank self. And I hope that I mean, even working on these PR projects, I think also self care is important because a lot of us are st- stressed out, in pain, and yes. there's some saying that you gotta always be productive. I I mean, do what will make you happy is what I'd say. Exactly. And for some, I mean, I, you know, just happiness is what we want. So yes, yes, yeah. Anyway, you have a wonderful time. I'll talk to you later. You're awesome. Thank you so much. You too. Have a good one. You too.